0: I'm Crystal Craven, a singer, songwriter, and worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires, and this is your weekly devotional. I have heard Christians who have been saved for a while say that the gospel message is for the unsaved. And in essence, insinuating that they no longer need to hear it just because they're saved now. Yet Jesus is our salvation. And he said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And that no one comes to the Father apart from him. I think of it more like this. When we hear the gospel and receive salvation, it's the first breath taken as a new creation in Christ. Just as a baby would breathe in air for the first time outside the womb. So would that baby no longer need to breathe after taking their first breath? (laughs) This may sound silly, but with Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life, then when we get saved, that's only the start of the journey that we're on and our way to seek and abide in truth and have that abundant life in him and then eventually eternal life in heaven with him. The gospel is at the root. It's the central theme of the love letter that is God's word to us. It was his plan for reconciliation before he ever even created us. So think about these questions. How can we grow in our understanding of God's love without the gospel? How can we understand how God sees sin and not grow complacent about our sin without the gospel? How can we understand atonement and not live as condemned without the gospel? How can we follow Jesus' command to take up our cross and follow him without the gospel? And how can we work out our salvation with fear and trembling without the gospel? These quotes by uh, Spurgeon and Tozer say it so well. So this quote by Spurgeon. We have an unchanging gospel, which is not today green grass and tomorrow dry hay, but always the abiding truth of the immutable Jehovah. And then Tozer said this, Faith is the gaze of a soul upon a saving God. The cross that saves them also slays them. So the gospel message is the theme of the love letter that God had wrote to us. That act of sacrificial love that we're to emulate as followers of Jesus in order to be holy as he is holy, as it says in First 1 Peter 1.16. So if we leave the gospel message at the start line of this race that we're running, How can we expect to focus on the one who the gospel message is about? Jesus will forever bear his scars, so we should daily remember and be thankful for the sacrifice that he gave to get them. When we stop and consider these parallels between Jesus and the things that we read about in the Old Testament, like just as he opened the scriptures to his disciples on the road to Emmaus and opened the minds of his disciples to understand the scripture. Man, was, that's awesome. We read about that in Luke 24. But we too, we can gain not only a deeper understanding of God, but also a deeper love for him as we continue to dig into the gospel message. The more we grow in the grace and the knowledge of God, the closer and the better our relationship is going to get with him. When Jesus yelled out, Eloi, Eloi, lama that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That was the one moment in time, that Jesus ever experienced separation from the Father as he became our sin in order that we might become the righteousness of God. We ourselves have never experienced complete separation from God because the Holy Spirit comes alongside all of us, regardless of whether he dwells within us from salvation or comes upon us with that empowerment. So the only humans who will ever experience the agony of truly being forsaken and separated from the Father are the ones who don't accept Jesus as their salvation. When Jesus resurrected, he told us in uh, Matthew 28:20, 20, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I mean, he had just experienced how truly teeth gnashing it was to be separated from God the Father. And he's lovingly reassuring us as his followers that we will never experience that agony. I mean, just pause for a moment and think about that. Meditation on this truth should not only create in us an overflowing desire to share this truth with others, but also it should invoke a heart of gratitude and worship to fall at his nail-scarred feet and weep at his sacrifice. Not just tears of sorrow and repentance for our sin that put him on the cross, but also tears of joy for the sacrifice that he made on our behalf and for the hope that we have in him. One who's been forgiven much loves much. tells us that in Luke 7. And if the only sin that we ever committed was one white lie, that still would have been deserving of death and our eternal separation from God. And yet we know that we're guilty of so much more and we've been forgiven of it all. So this Good Friday, Easter Sunday, and the rest of your life, resolve in your heart now to look daily on the cross of Christ afresh and worship God in full surrender because he is worthy.